0: Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice, and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, everybody. As always, I am your host, Angie Callen. I once watched an awesome TED Talk about how many of us are multi-potentialites. We have a lot of interests and strengths and we don't necessarily have one kind of career or professional vocation we're dri- we're driven to because we want to use our interests and strengths in many different ways. Watching that TED talk definitely helped me, and I think talking to Ryan Smith today is going to help further because she is also one of these people. She has found so many ways to channel her strengths into a variety of ways to serve others and craft different career directions. And it's taken her through career changes, industry shifts, and experiences that have given her a world of perspective on leadership, development, and relationship management. Here to give us her wisdom in training, marketing, small business, brand development, higher ed, and all kinds of things, help me welcome to the show, Ryan Smith. Ryan, welcome to No More Mondays.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. I am, uh, in, in the interest of transparency, I have probably, I probably don't have as Well crafted of like a direction of where this conversation is going to go. And I mean that in a really good thing, good way, because I'm (laughs) excited for us to just get to know each other and, and probably find some very like perspectives and give everybody out there some advice on just All of the things that come into people like us that have a lot of interest and figure out how to use them. So let's start off by giving everybody out there a little bit of background because you have a a really interesting breadth and depth of experience. And I think we should fill everybody in. Give give everybody a little like your elevator pitch, your history, some background and and kind of where you're at.
1: Absolutely. So I am an Indiana girl, born and raised. Um, I went to small private schools um, and then went to DePaul University. And honestly, while I was there as a first generation college student, and so I just knew I needed to go to college. Um, I knew that I wanted to go to law school, but I didn't necessarily have a codified route to get there. I graduated in 2008 which if you know anything about what happened oh, in 2008, yeah. you know that I graduated in one of the most difficult times in my lifetime for folks who were looking for work. And so I landed a job at Enterprise rent car And I say that was my very like, um, I just knew I was, I didn't want to be there. <laughs> it, was like one of the, it was one of those jobs where I was like, I don't know why I'm here. At one point I had picked someone up and this lady was like, oh, honey you need to go to college, get a degree. And I was like, I have a degree. I already did that. And I'm washing cars in a business suit. And I knew that was not it. Um, And oddly enough, I had um, a situation where we had a reservation come over and I knew that I wanted to book this reservation. I just had a gut feeling. And the, it was a college um, in Indiana and they were, booking, um, rental cars for their admissions folks. And when I tell you, I got, (laughs) I I wrangled that, um, appointment and the lady was like, you, you should go to college again. And I said, no, I have a degree. And she goes, you know what? I have a job opening. And she slid her business card across the table for me. And that opened the door for me to land in higher ed. And so I started working in higher education, very fortuitous. And ultimately, I made a transition into um, sales. Um, I was a major crossroads in my life. I don't think I shared this with with you on the backstory, but somewhere in my background, um, I ended up being a domestic violence survivor. And so for me, I had to work safety, security kind of all culminated into this, this series of risk factors. And I ended up having to make some moves and some pivots that were necessary for my safety. Um, And so those, those moves landed me into sales. And so I worked as an inside sales rep for a while, um, still taking the skills that I gained in the higher ed space um, and just really sharpening them because higher ed, I'm selling education, even though I'm not selling ad space. Right. And so I really just try to look at my experiences along the way and say, hey, what am I learning here and how can I use them in my next opportunity?
0: And I think that that is such an amazing lesson, because I don't think a lot of times we're present enough to what Mm -hmm. to the circumstances or situations or positive aspects of where we're at to be able to constructively think about, wait a minute. This might not be where I want to be. Like when you were at Enterprise, Mm -hmm. you knew that you were aware of it. But instead of taking like a knee jerk reaction, it was more about like, okay, why don't I want to be here? I'm going to be present to the fact that I know I don't to figure out where I go next.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of my time, um, a lot of my experiences professionally, I have always tried to ground myself wherever I have landed or kind of wherever I found myself. You know, and I think professionally there we have these ideas and thoughts about like where our life is going to go. And then we have pivots and sometimes pivots are great, but sometimes pivots leave us disappointed. I don't give an example. So I was working at USA Today um, in sales. I got promoted very quickly um, to a corporate sales trainer. I was in charge of 200 person department um, in charge of, you know, digital sales um, training, as well as a virtual training before virtual training was a thing. And I had an opportunity. They offered me a job. They offered me a job as a national training uh, manager. And everything in me wanted to take that job every because it, everything and it was like the gig. But you know how to like give that inside that inside monologue where something just isn't right. And I went all the way through the interview process and the final interview, the hiring, the VP who was doing the hiring did not get on the call. He left me sitting on a call for 35 minutes and that voice inside of me was like, I need you to pay attention here. If that is
0: validation to that little intuitive piece (sighs) of you saying, I don't know if this is right. Holy cow. What is?
1: It was such, I was, and I was so sick, right? Because I really wanted it. So I I sent a message to the, the guy who was trying to get me on board. And I said, Hey, I think this is the answer. I'm out. And he calls me back and he offered, he wrote me a blank check. He said, what's it going to take to get you to come on board? Name your price. And it was one of those moments where (laughs) you have this blank check over you and then like principles and integrity. And I'm like, I, I can like the voice inside me is raging right now. If I take this job, if I take this offer, I, I will not have peace and so but I knew that the company was shifting because if you know anything about the newspaper, like the four years that I have been in that role, I our company had faced a layoff every quarter. Like, yeah,
0: Newsflash, news for folks, for those of you that are like <laughs> under the age of 30, we used to only read newspapers in print. And yeah. this is the period of time where that digital transformation was coming hard and fast.
1: Exactly. And so I just he was like, "Whoa, well, well, name your price. And I just had to say. I'm out. And I went back to my office and I, when I tell you I was sick, (laughs) I was, and I I knew at that moment I couldn't stay at the company. So, but I didn't have a job lined up and I literally was sitting at my desk and I was like, God, I need a, I need a job. Like I need a job because this, I can't stay here. And I put my head down on the desk. And by the time I lifted my head up, I had received a Facebook message. Um, This girl, this random, this girl from my law school. Because I I don't know if I mentioned, I was also in law school. I have um, high ambition. I think I have high drive. (laughs) I was working full time at the USA Today. Uh, going to law school at night. And in whatever. a
0: sales role, no less, which is not yeah. a 40 hour a week job. I also wish you could all see my <laughs> face right now because like I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to hear about this Facebook man- message that just so magically <laughs> appeared at the precise yeah. time it needed to. Yeah.
1: So I'm sitting there as I as the prayer is like leaving my mouth. She sends this message and goes, hey, hey, I have a job opening. And it's remote. Are you interested? Remind, remind you. Remote. This is before remotes day. were a thing. Yeah, it was less money. It ended up being like maybe like five or six thousand dollars less, but still was a lateral move. But it gave me some things. It gave me leverage. It gave me a reprieve, and it allowed me to finish out my law degree at home, right? And so I'm like, okay. I still had this angst because in my mind, I was disappointed about not being able to go down that pathway. What you don't know, and those of you listening don't know, is that four months into the new job, that division that offered me the job with the blank check, gone. They fired everyone. Oh well, that hides,
0: that hindsight <laughs> came really quick. Because pardon me, there are so, there are so many like nuggets of career challenges people face all in the last two minutes of this, and I'm like, which one of these do I want to grab onto? And I think what's interesting here is there's a convergence of kind of two, I would say, thoughts, outcomes, recommendations that are really interesting here. And one is that especially in career and professional development, we are. I've had this conversation quite frequently lately, we are way, we are really good at, at subduing the intuition and that like gut feeling Mm -hmm. and what the gut is telling us and making a head decision, which often too Mm -hmm. leads to purely financially motivated decision-making, which that would have been that blank check would have been, here's what my principles and integrity is worth i.e. the Mm -hmm. sellout. And Mm -hmm. rarely does that work out. And you have to imagine where you would have been. You would have been further behind six months after the fact than you would have gained when you got that. Then, you know, then the trade off of taking a five thousand dollar lateral move that had other benefits of finishing law school and all of these things that you didn't even know you needed.
1: Yeah, I didn't mention also didn't mention I'm a mom. And so so like that was perfect for me. That's a job. I I know. Right. And so what you're saying is so true because it was a defining moment for me. I had to in that, honestly, and I base a lot of my current day decisions off of that moment because having the courage and the boldness to look. Um, that opportunity in the face and say, you know what, this doesn't align with my values. And then still having had a positive outcome, like it only encouraged me and bolstered me more in my decision making because I'm a lot less likely to take things that don't align with my core mission, vision and value for myself because I had the courage to stand up in that moment.
0: We talk so much about values alignment here and it's really funny. Mm-hmm. A couple a couple episodes ago, we chatted with Heather Welpley. She's a thought leader around that idea that like rules are handed down to us, like the life rules that are handed down to us through generations or life experiences that frame how we look at look at life and career and decision making. But we don't Mm -hmm. often stop and like question the rules and say, Mm -hmm. are these what I want to apply to myself? For instance, I think you and I probably have parents of a similar generation who have the expectation that you do the same job for 30 years. And that changed Mm -hmm. drastically in the last 15 years. To 20 years, so if you're still holding yourself to that goal or that that idea that, oh my gosh, I can't make a change or I have to do this one thing or two resume or two jobs in two years is gonna look bad on my resume, that might be mm-hmm. holding you to some like self-imposed limitation that's closing you to an opportunity that's sitting right in front of you and you're not taking it for the wrong reasons.
1: Absolutely. And I, and when you look at like if you hop on my LinkedIn, it's it's a lot. I'm not I, I don't I don't couch it. Um, but I will say I will say that every experience that I have had has led me to the moment and the place that I'm in today. So when I left the USA Today, that random message that popped up, I took a job working in healthcare care um, compliance, which Made sense because I was in law school and I was doing compliance. Um, but I I got in there and I honestly day one I text my parents. and I was like, I don't know why I'm here. Like, why <laughs> am I here? I I walked in this back room and it's the walls are black and there's TV monitors and they're monitoring national cybersecurity. Oh, well,
0: it's like, like legit compliance. We're not talking about just reading documents here. here.
1: <laughs> no, I was like, what are you saying to me and why am I here? And so I, I, I just kind of quieted myself and I my personality is one where I like to be an expert. And so I just kind of dug in with both hands and, and you know, it was a really informative time. Um, but I currently work in compliance. Um, I'm currently working as a compliance director. And that opportunity um, was just the thing that I needed to like wet my whistle and get my feet in the door. And it really gave me what I needed from an equipping standpoint. Um, And I think so many of my opportunities that I've found myself in, I just have tried to take arm myself with skills that I could use and make work for myself.
0: Yeah, you have to make the most of it. And you might because you might not know in this situation, Mm -hmm. you didn't know at the moment what the reasoning was there. You know, I usually say the same thing that I don't really know I was supposed to be a career coach until I became one. It wasn't like 20 years ago when I was an engineer in, in engineering school, knowing I didn't want to be an engineer. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to have this goal of coaching one day, not like coaching was like a budding industry 20 years ago, but I didn't know it was like each situation kind of led up to it. And I think you evolve. And if you allow yourself to kind of grow through those experiences, you can make the most of where you're at. And then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, I was supposed to be in that black room with all the TVs because it was setting me up to use to finish my law degree in a way that was more sustainable and then use that in this kind of work I'm doing now.
1: Yeah. And and I think, too, the experiences that we have along the way, because we we're all living life at the same rate that we're trying to, like, progress in our careers and be parents. And, you know, there's all of these these things. But I think someone asked the question um, I read in a book once. The lady said, you have to stop asking why things happened to you and why they're happening for you. And that was really um, that was such an instrumental moment for me. And it really shifted how how I looked at circumstances that I found myself in. Um, And really, a lot of times we we take on a victim mentality, even in professional workspaces, right? Um, and, and instead of really ch- taking that manifest destiny, taking charge of of our career paths and looking at opportunities. Um, and I, that's not to say, I think there are folks who have had some real disadvantages and some real challenges professionally, personally, you know, economically. I get that. But I think at the end of the day, all I can say is I'm in charge of my outlook and where I go from here.
0: I think that there's some level in most situations that aren't those kind of like extreme unique situations. In most situations, we have a choice and we, and we have choice, not a choice choice. And you can either be a victim of your circumstance, or you can choose to constructively use that as a stepping stone and a point of leverage to go above and, and beyond and kind of figure out how to, how to kind of, rise beyond the the situation that, that you're in. And sometimes I feel like people don't do that enough for various reasons. Um, some of it's risk, some of it's finance, some of it's mindset and limiting beliefs. But I feel that we're, I talk about this a lot around here that like, we're kind of accepting of that mediocre s- scenario, especially professionally of like, yeah, this is fine because we feel like self-imposed rule or past imposed rule that that's what we're supposed to just be okay in our careers or just be okay in life? And and I think that you can have so much more if you choose and allow yourself to.
1: You know, I think there are degrees to that. Um, I, I like what you said there, but I also will say this. I think that there are those of us who really are a victim to our circumstances, but it's a mindset that has to change. And so many of us don't have the tools um, or the... Uh, don't recognize the opportunity. And so for me, I've been very blessed and I've been fortunate to be in spaces that some of my counterparts have not been afforded. I went to private schools. I went to DePaul University. Those spaces are spaces that if you didn't have You know the economic resources to get in, you can't make those shifts or changes. But what I have been cognizant and conscious to do is to see where I'm standing, break ground, and then turn around and bring somebody else behind me. And I think when we have that that type of mentality, that's when we'll start to help people really shift and change their circumstances. Um, Because the system is messed up. Like there's so many things we could point at that are jacked up. But I think when you have the opportunity and that was a that's a privilege that I have. I it's my responsibility now to then turn around and to give somebody else a leg up where they may not have even have a mindset map to get there.
0: Oh, I love, <laughs> my favorite part of that is. We live in a, this is a jacked up system, but you don't have to be jacked up in it. It's probably a good way to put it. And
1: yeah, well, you know, it's getting out of line. You know, you talk about, we have these rules, these prescribed rules that are passed down. And, you know, it, it's not until I became an adult and re- really leaning into this, like, I call myself a Swiss army knife, right? It's the pink one. That's me. I have all of these things, all these append, I can do all of these really great You're a multi-potentialite.
0: Let's bring it full I circle.
1: I absolutely am. But I didn't realize that that was my brilliance. And I apologize for that for a long time. Oh, I apologize for that.
0: I so I'm going to actually create an anecdote here because I have a lot of people who are like, I am not marketable in the job market because I'm a generalist. That in and of itself mm-hmm. is a marketable skill. And yeah. I love pink Swiss army knife is amazing because yeah. I actually was thinking about what you said. You're like, if you looked at my LinkedIn profile I'm a lot, which one I appreciate because I'm a lot. And mm-hmm. also, too, this is why I was like, I'm looking at Ryan's LinkedIn profile. I don't know what I want to talk about with her because there's a lot here. And we're just going to see where it goes. And it's gone in an amazing way, which actually <laughs> brings me to something almost practical that I wanted to like shift into. So you, the pink Swiss army knife led me perfectly to this idea of like, how do you manage that? I would say hmm. like mo- emotionally, mentally and actually logistically, like how do you manage the the split focus, the different things you do, because, you know, mm. business, work, mom, all of those things. How do, how do you like allocate your time and actually manage the Swiss Army knife componentry?
1: Therapy. No, um, I no Very seriously. Um, I, I think for a long time, like I said, I apologize for um, the way that I showed up. But I in the last couple of years and actually the pandemic. Taught me this. Um, I had to recognize that I live my life with a lot of intensity, and um, but what it's led me to do is to a uh, welcome back the pieces of myself that I've been apologizing for. So I know that I am. Qu- Crazy detailed. I will create a business in five minutes flat and it'll be thought out for the next five to 10 years, complete with Venn diagrams, complete with your profit loss statements. Like, I could give you all the things.
0: Oh, you but are I, my I sister have, from another mister,
1: but I've had to learn that just because I have something in hand now, doesn't mean I need to act on it. So I'm Oh, you to are my old. sister from another mister. <laughs> That's a hard lesson
0: though. When you're it so uh, from the moment you were like, I'm intense. I'm like, Oh no, here we go. Cause I like literally my husband is like, yeah, you're intense. Especially when you go into business mode, you're intense. We all know it. And I'm the same way. of yeah. like, here's a business idea. Here's a business idea. Here's a business idea. Like I threw one out to the team yesterday and my marketing manager teased me and was like, Oh yeah, Angie, you're really good at adding workload to us. But it's, it is hard when you're a person like that to know Angie, what not to execute
1: on. But was it, was it great? Was it, a oh, good it was idea? a great idea. Was it was it an fun? excellent yeah. idea. <laughs> we, of course it was, it was. We, you know, we spend gold. It is what we do. I want to go
0: back to something that you said about kind of living in that authenticity that you have and no longer apologizing. For different uh, different what I'm going to call strengths that you have, because I'm going to just guess that it is those very strengths that we apologize for that are probably the superpower and gift we were given to put out into the world.
1: Yes, I would agree with you. So the name of my company, because, again, I have all the things, um, but I own a company and it's called Brilliance HQ. And the purpose behind the company is I help folks to recognize their gifts and talents that they have apologized away and to show up in the marketplace 100 percent as themselves and and to thrive, whether that's in entrepreneurship or professionally.
0: What like tips and tools or resources do you have for people out there who might feel like you just said they feel like, you know, I can't quite be authentic or I have these elements about me that I have to downplay or hide or I just don't quite know where I fit. Like, what can somebody like that do to start moving forward?
1: I would say two things. I'd say and if you're in the initial phase, I would do what I call a resume dump. Um, and that's where you take your skills, you put them all in, open up a word document unformatted. put your resume in there and then go in and begin to look at the transferable skills that you have gained in a role. I do this a lot with athletes, right? Um, sometimes I'll work with an athlete and they're like, oh, I don't have work experience. And I'm like, mm-hmm, but you have leadership, you have this, you have this, you have this team player. And all of those. Yes, all of those things translate where you may not necessarily have had the experience. The other thing, uh, the physical experience, um, the other thing I would say is to start attaching a value to to those skills that those skill set that you're seeing from that value, identify what you're worth, like really take a look at the positions that you're in and how they compare Across the market, from a how from your pay, like your benefits, I really want you to like think about what do I bring to the table? How am I being compensated, and how does that compare to the marketplace? And then get so like comfortable with what you're bringing to the table that you don't allow someone to discredit your work product. That is a lesson that I have had to learn over the years. I worked a job. With a gentleman who it was, it was the thing that made me launch ent- into entrepreneurship. I have never had to defend my body of work um, <clears throat> so aggressively, but it was because I had already done the work and I knew what I was bringing to the table, not in an arrogant sense, but. I wasn't going to allow someone else to diminish the value that I knew that I possessed. And it, it, it really saved my life because it was a very toxic workspace. Um, and so that's that would be my recommendation.
0: All right. I would like to introduce you all to the new head of career benders. <laughs> He took through all of those words right out of my mouth. Side note and shameless plug. If you do not know where to start with doing a giant resume dump of transferable skills, call me because that is exactly where I start with people who are like, oh, my gosh, I want to do something else, but I don't know what or I don't have any transferable skills. Yes, you
1: do. Yeah, yes, you just you do. don't
0: necessarily have the lexicon to know what to call them.
1: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You are full of good little like.
0: Pearls of wisdom. So let's play a little game and give everybody some more. What do you think? I'm, I'm with it. Okay. We're going to get some kind of rapid fire recommendations because this never goes very fast, but it's fun anyway. So I'm excited to hear what you throw out for a great book recommendation.
1: Oh, Believe Bigger. One of my all time favorite books. It's called Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans Daniels. Highly recommend it. That's a
0: new one for me. I'm going to actually compliment mm. your suggestion. I'm going to go look that up and add it to my cart. But um, I'm going to throw out on one that I just finished. It is Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Forleo. And the Mm -hmm. reason I'm going to throw it out is because it is very aligned with a few things you and I talked about earlier around like your belief system. Not like not being refused, refusing to be refused and just also like knowing your superpower and strengths in this world. So, yeah, you get you get a twofer in this episode. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, what's your favorite movie?
1: Pride and Prejudice. Just, that is just one of those ones nice. that
0: if we still had a cable subscription where you just scrolled through a guide and it's on, no matter where in the movie, it's one of those movies that you've seen the last hour of about 79 times because you just cannot yes. turn it on if it's on.
1: But I'm I'm hardcore. So like not the Kira Knightley version because I, I don't recognize that one. I recognize Colin Firth um, <laughs> as, oh. as my Mr. Darcy. So it's like the six hour version and I have it on DVD.
0: And um, if you know, obviously, No More Mondays is an amazing podcast, but I would love for you to give us another suggestion for a podcast you like to listen to.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Welcome to Reinvention is a great podcast. Um, I highly recommend Um, a friend of mine. She has um, she just she focuses on women in business, um, but it's a really great um, stream about really, what's that pivot point for you? What does reinvention look like? A lot of times we talk about retiring, but really is it retiring or are we reinventing ourselves? Hmm.
0: And I think we want to be reinvented more than we allow ourselves. I always joke that at 42, I've had at least four careers and I'm probably not done yet. So, uh, don't fear the reinvention. I fe- now I'm yeah. going to have, don't fear the reaper stuck in my head for the rest of the I'm- day. Uh. <laughs>
1: And and if you guys are podcasters out there and you are listening, everyone I think should go to Podcast Movement. I highly I always love it. It's a really great um, conference platform.
0: Oh, awesome suggestion. And of course, this is a show about making the most of Mondays. So what's the first word or phrase that comes to mind when I say Monday?
1: <sighs> Monday. Mondays are for organization. That's that's my phrase. Tell us, I try to
0: why and how you approach Mondays because of that word.
1: Hmm. I, when I have a when I'm organized, like if I take my Monday and I just chart out my week and I really set my intentions um, with what I need to accomplish, I find that my Fridays are a lot better. Um, I have to be very I because I'm an intense person. I have to be intentional. If I'm not intentional, and Monday's a wash, you can count Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as a wash as well. Yeah.
0: It's either, it's either all five days, it's either set yourself up for success and all five days go really well or all five days don't count.
1: Yeah. I don't know how to do that balance thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you, you and I, you and I should talk because I struggle with that too. It's like, yeah, either I am on it or I am off of it. And, um, as we kind of wrap things up here, which makes me sad because I have about 37 different talking points that I really want to squirrel into, but uh, I want to know how everybody out there follows this just amazing, kind of crazy, a lot journey that you're on. How do we find you?
1: Um, I am on LinkedIn. If you are on in professional worlds and you don't use LinkedIn, I don't know what you're waiting for. You're missing you something. Find me, yep. You can find me at Ryan, R-H-Y-A-N, J Smith um, on LinkedIn. And then I'm also Ryan Smith on Instagram.
0: And obviously we will, as always, link all of that in the show notes and Ryan and I are new connections on LinkedIn if she has accepted it in the last hour. And that way you can find her through my network as well, because I think that you're a great person to follow. You've great wisdom and experiences that I think a lot of people can resonate with and get some, some tools on how to navigate whatever challenge you're at in your career right now, there is a way through it. And that's what I want you to know from this episode there, there is a way. And, uh, as we kind of close things out, let's get one amazing last piece of wisdom from you. What's your gold nugget? What's your best piece of advice on what everybody out there can do to get a step closer to career and life satisfaction.
1: Mm, I say be unapologetically yourself. And the way that you do that is just to sit with yourself and hold those pieces. Like, stop apologizing for the person that you have grown to
0: be. I, I don't for once in my life, I'm not going to add much to that because I think it is a very bold statement. Hashtag be unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. It's it's very mm-hmm. true. And you have permission to do that. And if no one else gives you permission, Ryan and Angie are giving you permission right now. How's that? Do
1: it. Permission
0: yes. to be you. Name of the episode. I love it. Ryan, this has been fantastic. I'm so glad that you've joined the No More Mondays movement. I'm so appreciative of you just kind of sharing the the journey that you're still on, because it's not that you've been on it, you're still on it, and all the twists and turns and amazing outcomes that have come from navigating it. So thank you so much for being with me today. This has been awesome. Yes. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we always enjoy these kinds of conversations and hearing from people that have successfully navigated crossroads and charted a path to success and fulfillment. It's always a bonus when it's somebody like Ryan, who is willing and intentional about helping others do the same. There's definitely some great advice here. So I hope you took notes. I hope you'll listen again. I hope you will take some of these pieces of advice into action to get yourself yourself a step closer to satisfaction and a step closer to your authentic self for all of you out there. I am appreciative of you being here and listening to this episode. I would love it if you would leave us a five star rating wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to no more Mondays because it is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals with great stories like Ryan's. If you want to leave us comments, feedback, drop a guest suggestion, or grab the show notes from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. And we'll see you again next week for another episode of No More Mondays. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget. Visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer, Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com.